Yeah, Holy Spirit, we just invite you in this place tonight. We just, uh, yeah, we just invite you here to just move our hearts, Lord, and just meet us where we're at. Some of us are tired. Some of us are pumped. Some of us are sick tonight, Lord. We just pray that, um, yeah, Holy Spirit, we just pray that you just meet us, that you heal us if we're sick, and that you um, just rest, give us rest and peace tonight, Lord. Um, and we just bless our worship team tonight. We just, yeah, come Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. 
Through the darkness, your loving kindness. 
Death has lost its grip on me You have broken every chain There's salvation in your name Jesus Christ, my living hope Jesus Christ, my living hope God, you are my living hope So Father, we just thank you for this time. We just come and gather and just to encounter you as funny as it sounds, to meet you where you are at, not just where we're at. So Father, thank you that you are here, that your presence is among us and that you are dwelling around us. So Lord, as we just continue on throughout the night, may we just go after you with everything that we are, with no regrets, Father. So Lord, we thank you we love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. There are approximately 2 billion heartbeats in the human lifespan. And the human mind processes, on average, 47,000 thoughts in a single day. Over 17 million a year and over 1 billion in a lifetime. That's, That's hundreds, hundreds of millions of millions questions, questions in, in your life. life. Of those questions, of these those three resound. Three 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 who am I? Why am I here? Where did we come from? These three questions led to an even bigger question. These three questions lead to an even bigger question. These three questions led to an even bigger question. A question that answers all questions. A question that answers all questions. All questions. Do you know Do you know Man, what's up, everyone? How's it going? Woo woo. Happy to be alive, excited a little bit. <laughs> My name's Ryan, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, this is a little bit of an experiment. We've never had an alive on a Thursday night or at seven o'clock. And we normally uh, do these encounter nights a couple nights a semester, but we've never done one this early in the semester. Usually we're at the ARC all month and then come here in October, but we couldn't meet at the ARC last night, so we have to be flexible. So thanks so much if you're new or, or if you're old or if you're in the middle. Thanks for coming out and joining us. Um, is anyone here for the first time? Yeah? Yeah? What's up, Lexi? How are you? Yeah? A couple people? Awesome. Well, we hope you get plugged in. We're going to have some pizza tonight. Um, I know that's why Benny the Bull came out. Um, <laughs> but we're going to some leaders and myself would love to get to know you guys if you're new or if you're old or, again, in between. So I'm going to pray us in and uh, we're going to get started. Father, I just thank you, God, that you say in your word that you save, whether it's by many or by few. Father, I thank you. Uh, thank you for the people that came tonight, God. But I also thank you that I believe we would still do this and be up here, whether we have one, a hundred, or, or 500 people. Because we're not here for others, but we're here for you. Father, the cry of our hearts are to know you to passionately and intimately know you and know whose we are. And out of that place, we can know who we are and what we're meant to do with this precious and one life that you've given us. Holy Spirit, I can't stand up here in uh, 20 minutes or so and, and talk, or whether I had hours, then talk and describe 
the amazing majesty, truth of who our Father is. But I pray, God, that you would speak tonight to me and through me, that you would help us know the one that created us in that place. You'd help us come alive. Just come and have your way and do what only you can do. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the love. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight is going to be a little different. Um, if you're first time to an encounter night, it's kind of set up to be a little more of a worship night. And we uh, have a little more elements uh, that we can't just do at the ark. Um, but for the talk, I'm going to kind of sit down. If you know me, I don't really sit down a lot. Um, Kundai is probably timing on how fast I'll get up from sitting down. <laughs> There's the phone. So you can take bets. If you guess right, you might pay your way to fall retreat, I hear. So, Fernando, that could be you, bro. <laughs> um, but I just felt like we were supposed to have a conversation tonight. And it wasn't so much meant to be preaching, but we'll see how that goes. So we are in a series uh, kind of looking at the vision and the heartbeat of Alive. We start the year, every year, looking at, at this. There's so many amazing ministries on campus, but, uh, and we love those, and God's using them, we pray. Um, but we kind of want to share, well, why does Alive exist? You know, who are we and, and why are we, why do we believe in this movement and this family on campus? And so we ought to share the vision um, of, of whose we are, of who we are, and what we're meant to do in this life. On this campus, the campus of the U of I in Parkland or wherever you work, wherever you live. Um, and so last week we kind of introduced that theme that you can't really know what you're meant to do in this life. If you first don't know who you are in this life. And that we can't truly know who we are if we don't know whose we are. And so today we're going to look a little deeper at whose we are. And we're going to kind of go through this series for the next couple of weeks. And as we were starting off, I found that video. And that video uh, rattled me a little bit. And I, I felt like, I, you know, it just kind of hit me again. We can have all these questions. I don't know about you, but when I went to college, it was like, what am I going to do for my life? What, what is the job that I'm going to find? What is the friend group that I'm going to have? And most of all, I ask this a lot, who am I going to marry? <laughs> Where is she out there? I'm so thankful I found her now. It took a long time, but it was, she was worth the wait. But we have these questions. Can you resonate with those questions? I'm sure you can. I know you can because I know many of you. <laughs> Um, but we have those questions, and so many of us, including myself, we, we looked for, I looked for my purpose before I know who, who I was. And, and if you ask yourself, how can we know who we are if we don't know from whom we come from? Again, we look to our families, and our family is a great example. And you maybe look to your last name, and, uh, you know, I'll use Chris Burton here for example. If I say, Chris, how do I know you're really a Burton? Well, he'd be like, well, that's my last name. Well, how do I know that's really your last name? Maybe he could say, well, I could get my birth certificate or my driver's license. I'm like, well, how do I even know that paper's real? Ultimately, he would point me to his family, right? To his parents, to his mom and his dad, the people that gave him his last name. And so today we want to look at who is the one that gave us our names? Who is the one that sent us here? Who is the one that chose each and every one of us to be alive? As I was preparing for this, um, I was working on the message uh, on 9-11, and uh, I couldn't happen but think about 9-11 so many years ago. Uh, me and Kyle Howard were talking the other day, and he said, where were you when 9-11 happened? And, you know, I was like, man, I was in high school and sophomore year. I remember, he's like, yeah, I was in like fourth grade, bro. <laughs> uh, many of you were probably very young. Uh, 
besides Chris Ratcliffe back there, he probably remembers 9-11 with me, uh, maybe Isaac. <laughs> but um, I remember I was, walk, I was walking my, uh, in, 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 in the hallway, and I just saw these, these, these planes going into the building on TV. And, and uh, man, it was just such a, uh, a moment when life just stops. And so I, I actually love one of the movies that they come, came out with Nicolas Cage. It's called The World Trade Center. If you haven't watched that, look it up on Netflix. Uh, Jesus is actually in that movie. It's a really powerful scene. Um, um, but I've never seen the movie uh, United 93. Have you guys ever heard of that movie, United 93? So United 93 was the movie um, about the, there was actually, so three planes, two planes hit the World Trade Center and one plane hit the Pentagon. There was actually another plane, and the people, um, I don't want to ruin the story for you, but it's a true story, they, they rose up and they over-empowered the um, terrorists, and they actually were able to not let the plane hit the target of where it was going. And so it's looking at the story of the people on the plane and the story of the terrorists, and it was so eye-opening to me from, from the moment the movie starts, there's actually um, a Muslim prayer going on through, throughout the, the beginning of the movie. And you see that these, these people who took the plane over were, was actually very dedicated to their faith, to their Muslim faith. And they actually full-heartedly, according to the movie, believed that what they were doing, they were doing because God told them to do that. And throughout the movie, they're, they're praying and they're very devout to their faith. And they actually believe they're following God's, their God, their God's rules or what they're meant to do. And that they'll be highly rewarded and, and, and given many things because of it. And, and in that moment, it was so eye-opening to me as I was praying and thinking about this message that if we don't know who we come from, if we don't truly know the author and perfect of our faith and the voice of truth, that so many other either gods or people or things in our life can rule our lives and we can even be in a place where we think we're following God and think we're doing a good thing, but yet we're so blinded and deceived by the truth. And in that moment, I, I felt like God, uh, Jesus just spoke to me, not audibly, just in my heart, and I had no idea what this said. He said, read John 16. Um, and I started reading it. It said this. It says, all this I have told, told you so that you will not go astray. That they will put you out of the synagogues. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think he is offering a service to God. Jesus is saying this in John 16, 3. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or they have not known me. And that blew my mind. Another translation says that they knew nothing about the true father. The true father from whom we come from. Who is the author and perfecter of our faith. The voice of truth. And I felt like I remembered that story. And I thought about my life about how many times I've lived for myself or I've done things because I thought that was the right thing to do, going to the parties, uh, living for myself, living for my own desires because that's what the world tells you, right? You need to be happy. To be happy, then you'll be successful and, and you, need to, you need to accomplish these dreams. You need to do these things. But I wasn't listening to the voice of truth. How many times have I judged people without knowing people or I've been blinded or deceived by what other people have told me 
you know, I even joke around and think about, well, why am I such a passionate Cleveland Browns fan? Well, I'm from Cleveland. You know, I love Ohio. Well, don't worry, I love Illinois too. Not the Bears, but I love U of I, so I'm rooting for you guys. <laughs> Hannah's like, yes, amen. <laughs> um, and, but man, like, why is that because? Well, because my family and people I grew up, they loved that, and they told me to love that. But sometimes we have to figure out, well, what is true for us, and what do we love? And, and I felt like this is such an important scripture to start off with because if we don't know the one who sent us here, the one whose we are, we can be so deceived and misguided in life that I don't believe, and I don't want to get too much into to, to 9-11, but I actually, like it blows my mind that they thought they were following God by what they did. Like they literally thought they were listening to God but they didn't know the true God. Because guys, there is, and I almost got up, not yet, Kundai. <laughs> there, is, there, there is, it says in scripture, there is another guy out there. And I don't want to give him too much credit, but he's the author of all lies. A translation even says he's the father of all lies. And he can, he can be really good at pretending to sound like the voice of God. But guess what? How do we really know someone? Have you ever thought about that? How do you really know someone? You don't just know them by their voice, right? Their voice, you can recognize them through, but you know them by their character and by their heart. I could, if I, if I again, I'll use Chris Burden as an example. Chris is my, my dude. He helps, up, he helps out with setup team. He's a great man of God. He's a great friend, and uh, I've got to know him for two years now almost. And if, you know, someone sounded like Chris, but they were talking in a way that Chris doesn't talk, if they were saying things I know Chris wouldn't say, because what we say reflects who we are, right? And who we are should reflect whose we are. But if we don't know whose we are, how can we know who we are, Hope? Seriously. If we don't know whose we are, how can we know who we are and who will we reflect? And so I hope today is a little story, just a little talk to inspire you to know the one that passionately loves you, as Paul just said, to know the one that has came to set us free. And you might be like, okay, Rai, you got me convinced. I want to know him. You probably already thought that a little bit. That's why you're here. Unless a boy or a girl dragged you here and you came to just want to hang out with them, which that can happen. That's how God got me. So if that's you, you're not alone. <laughs> you might be up here one day speaking. Ben, watch out. Could be you, bro. But knowing the Father who passionately loves us is why our lives here. Jesus constantly says, the actually the word Father, I, I looked it up, is, is uh, mentioned more than a thousand times in the Bible. Actually, 692 times in the Old Testament and 390 times in the New Testament. Jesus constantly talked about his Father. He constantly didn't point uh, people to him, even himself, but he always said he is here because of the one who sent him. But you might say, well, how do I know this one? How do I know the Father? How do I know whose I am? Because I don't know if you're like me, but I don't want to just know about someone. I want to know someone. I want to do life with someone. When I listen to them, I want to know the heart that they're speaking from. And I want to know the voice of truth. As I was praying, I kept, uh, kept feeling like Holy Spirit was whispering to me, Adonai, Adonai. And I know that's a, a name. You might recognize that name from Christmas songs that we sing. 
And I looked up the meaning of Adonai, and that's actually a Hebrew name uh, for God uh, to, to um, kind of just like Yahweh is, and, and there's many names in the Old Testament. But I looked up an article, and an interesting article said that Adonai should not be described as a name uh, of God because it's actually more of a description of God, uh, someone of having poverty, authority, and influence, that people use the name Adonai to describe God as being someone with a great title of respect. And I was like, Father, why are you saying Adonai out of all the names, you know, that, that references God in the Old Testament? Why Adonai? I feel like if I thought about my coaches or my teachers or anyone that I've looked up to that had power or influence in my life, respect is so important. If I didn't respect my coaches or my teachers or, or even my bosses here, respect gets you so far in life. And, and I, I was just joking um, with, with a friend and I said, man, I figured this out too late in life, <laughs> but actually I remember in junior year or maybe it was senior year, I remember it was late, but it was a game changer for me. I was like, wow, if I actually like show my teachers and not being manipulative, but actually show my teachers that I care about their class and actually stay after once in a while and ask for their help and really like show them that I care, teachers will go like a million miles to help you. They actually want you to succeed. And it was amazing how much my grades got better. Like, crazy amazing. I wish I would have learned that as a freshman. So seriously, like, just show your teachers you care. If you don't care, just, like, make it, or fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> like, like, just, like, pretend to care or really try to care, you know? And I'm telling you, but, but I remember I coached football, and, man, like, I wouldn't want to coach up the guys that thought they had it all together or, thought, or didn't want to listen, but the ones who were hungry got fed. I tell that to students all the time. It's like, right, can I meet up with you? Or why do you meet up with them more than them? And I'm like, I meet up with the people who want to meet up with me. You want to meet up with me? I'll make time to meet up with you. Just met up with, uh, you didn't, I'm, I have your name, Zachary. <laughs> I was going to say Victor. I'm like, you're not Victor. You're Zachary. Zach. Uh, he took me to a new place on Green Street for dinner. That was, uh, if you can take me to a new place I haven't been, that's impressive. So it was like called Jumbo Jab or something, right? You guys been there? <laughs> It's good, but anyways, all right, I'm rambling. <laughs> um, I'm going to call the band up here soon to help me, but what, what was I talking about? I don't know, something, help, Adonai, yes, <laughs> coaches, so man, if we can come to the Father, and first, I'm not up here, guys, like, I'm not up here to try to explain who God is in 20 or 30 minutes. I hope I can say one thing that inspires you, and that sticks. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have community. Literally, Abby Ann and Brett and, and Carol and Paul, they're leading this group called Deeper, literally for people who want to go deeper in their faith, like who want to not just know about God, but experience God. That's why we even have these encounter nights. I remember I grew up a believer in God, but not a belonger to God. Well, you might say, what is that? I believed in God because my grandma, shout out grandma again, um, she like basically told me I needed to believe in God. Right? She would preach to me and speak to me and plant those seeds that weren't taking fruit then, but later did. Right? Eric, I know your family's done this for you. But then I came to a, par a part where I was so desperate that I actually wanted to know God, not just in my head, but in my heart. And I said, God, if you are real, open the eyes of my heart. Move in my life in a way that only you can. I don't want to just believe you because a book writes about you. I love the book. 
but I want to experience you. I want to know you as a friend. I want to know you as a savior, and I want to know you as a father. So I say this, wherever you're at in your faith tonight, the whole reason we, we do what we do and our heart cry is so that you would know the Father. Not just know him in knowledge, we love the knowledge, we want the knowledge, but know him also in heart. As a friend and as a family member. That no one could not convince me that God isn't real. I don't care how much theology or, or what they know about other religions. I know he's real because I've experienced him and I've encountered him. And my life is constantly being radically changed because of him. So my and our leadership team and our church's prayer and heart is that maybe tonight that that would happen. Whether by a mustard seed or a, or a big wave, but that you, you would leave this place a little more changed that we would leave this place a little more changed. Isaiah uh, 9.6 says this. Um, I love how they uh, describe the father. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the, uh, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. You'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And you might be like, well, Ryan, that's not describing God. That's describing Jesus. And you might say, well, how do I get to know the Father? I kind of get Jesus, right? I, I don't really understand Holy Spirit either, but I, I know Father God's the most, you know, the, the head, the head of the honcho, the boss, right? And Jesus says, well, if you want to know the Father, that I am the way to the Father. And if you actually want to know the Father, you will come to know me. Because when you see me, you see the Father. And Jesus was actually sent here by the Father so that we could know not just Jesus, but the Father. That he came to live for a higher purpose, a higher calling, even higher than himself. To honor the one who, who sent him. And I would ask you, friends, is just as I ask myself right now, are we living for a higher calling, for a higher purpose in our lives? Are we living for ourselves or are we living for the one who sent us? Because I believe that just as the Father sent all of you, all of me, all of we, he sent us just like he sent Jesus. And he chose us. Just like he chose Jesus. And I'm not saying we are Jesus, but we are in Jesus and he is in us. Just as the Father is in Jesus and he is in the Father. In um, John uh, 14, it says this. John 14, 9. I love this story that Jesus is uh, talking to with one of his disciples, Philip. And Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, starting off in verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. And then that will be enough. I mean, guys, oh, I almost got up. Not yet. So <laughs> I'm almost there. Um, I'm doing good, right? Man, this is like a record. <laughs> but Philip, one of his disciples, so think about one of your closest friends, one of your homeboys or homegirls that you've known for years, that you hung out, finally, like, you're living for this thing, and they just come to you like, man, I just don't know if I believe. 
I just fully don't know if I believe. Just show me the Father. Like, you've seen, they've seen you do miracles. They've seen you raise people from the dead, heal people that are blind, heal people that are, that, that are, that are deaf, and, and walk on water, feed thousands of people. He says, just, you know, it's kind of like Gideon, right? Just show me one more sign, God, then I'll believe. If you know Gideon, check it out. It's a great story in the Old Testament. But he, Philip, I just love his honesty. He just says, show me the Father, and then I will know that you are our Savior. And Jesus responded, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been with you for, so, for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? And I just love that. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And that's why, friends, on this journey of faith, there's no X's and O's and perfect math equation. And I'm not going to pretend to sit up here and, 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 and give you a lesson that you walk away knowing it all and knowing what you have to do. But I do say this, as you make Jesus the center of your heart and center of your life, he will always reflect the voice of truth and the voice of his Father speaking to you. When he speaks to us, it's always done in love. It's always done in love and in truth that he is the voice of truth. And that is why we have this Bible. That is why we are meant to walk out this journey of faith and community. That's why we call this place a family because we want to be a family away from family. We want to sharpen each other. We want to challenge each other. We want to encourage each other. We want to celebrate together. We want to do life together all rooted in God's love. There's a verse that says it's very clearly, God is love. And he says, love the Lord with all of your heart, strength, soul, and mind, and love others with this same love. And it is by God's love for each other that people will know that we are Christians. It's by his love living in you, Lexi, that people will know you are Christians. Not by the words we say or how we look or how cool we can sing or talk or what we drive or what we do. But people will know whose we are by who we are. And who are we when people are looking and when no one is looking? That's the question I have for you and for me. I want to end with Hebrews 1.3 and worship team, you guys can come back up, please. It says this. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And after he had provided pur purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. I just love the beginning of that. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. So friends, do you know him? Our motives and our decisions and what we do in life, I'm constantly saying, Holy Spirit, guide me. Let me know the voice of truth so I'm guided by the voice and truth that is rooted in his love. And on this journey of faith, help me first know whose I am, and then I will know who's, who I am. 
And I pray that God speaks to you and moves to you through that theme tonight. So I want to show this video one more time. And then the worship band is going to take us into a time of communion. And communion is a time where we get to be raw and real with God. All are welcome. We're going to have some bread and some juice up here. And it's a time to remember what Jesus did for us on that cross. There's a quote by Louis, Louis Giglio that says, The enemy will help try to define you by your scars, but Jesus defines you by his scars. Jesus defines us by his scars, by whose we are, not what we do. When we know whose we are, guys, that's when we know who we are. And when we know who we are, nothing will shake us from what we're meant to do in this life. I'm so thankful, thankful for all of you being here tonight, but I was praying in there, and, and I just felt like the Lord said, tonight's going to be not a big night numbers-wise, but if I move in one person's life, right, is that enough? Will that be worth it for you? And Adam came, and we were praying as a team, and he's like, yeah, I saw like God was saying, if, if no one came tonight, would we still worship him? If the sound went out, the lights went out, that this building wasn't here, would we still worship him? Would we still say, God, you are real and you are enough for me? And friends, there's been times in my life where I haven't had strong faith, where I've had just had a mustard seed, but God meets me where I'm at. And he says, I know you. And I want to bring you on a journey of knowing me. And as you get to know me, I promise I will help you know who you are. Because I am the author and perfecter of your faith. I'm the author and perfecter of your life. And I've actually created you for an amazing, amazing reason. And he's so committed to us, friends. He's so committed to walk with us and to talk with us and to father us. It says, it says in another verse in Isaiah, it says, um, he, he's like a shepherd who leads his sheep, who holds them gently and close to his heart. That God is not a mean God. I don't know about you, but if you grew up in church, I grew up thinking Jesus was really cool and God was really mean. But he loves us so much, Grace. He sent us Jesus so that we could have Jesus as our Savior and have God as a Father. And that we could be empowered by his Spirit that he sent us. Here at Alive, we love to worship. And some nights we go really long. And we love Holy Spirit. And not to compare us with any other church or any other ministry, but we'll never be ashamed of worshiping and being so radically in love with God's spirit. He sent us that spirit to empower us and help equip us and help us walk out this life. So tonight, and every day we wake up, let's dedicate that to the one who's called us and sent us here in this life. Out this video. And the human mind processes on average 47,000 thoughts in a single day. Over 17 million a year and over 1 billion in a lifetime. That's, That's hundreds, hundreds of millions of millions questions, questions in, in your life. life. Of those questions, of these, questions, three, these three resound. Out. Who am I? Who am Why, am I Why am I here? Where do we come, Where from? Do we come from? from? These three questions led to an even bigger question. These three question. questions lead to an even bigger question. These three questions led to an even bigger question. A question that answers all questions. A question that answers all questions. All questions. Do we know him? Do, 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 do you know him? Know him.
Bible says, my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient Savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He threatens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of 
so we're going to have a time of communion during this song. This is a, a time of just saying, Abba, I belong to you. Whether you know him or you want to know him, or if you're like me, you just want to know him more. It's a time to just get right with God and just be real with him. It was saying here, real recognizes real, and just be real and honest with him. Let him know where you're at. If there's anything you need to give to him, just in this moment, as the band plays, just talk to him. And when you're ready, everyone is welcome. The table is set. Just uh, as a way to reflect all that he's done, just as Jesus said to his disciples, he said, this is my body that hung on a cross that was shed for you because I loved you. Eat in remembrance of me. And he broke the bread. He said, remember me. And by remembering him, we remember and honor the one that sent him for us. And then he said, after they ate, that this is my blood poured out for you, for me, for everyone that will ever live. And as you drink, drink in remembrance of me. Remember that my blood was shed for you and for me so that we could know him and live and have everlasting life with him. So tonight, all are welcome wherever you're at. And as you feel led, after you talk with him a little bit, we'll be up here waiting.
So, in the theme of saying, Abba, we belong to you, everything comes out of that place. The table will be open. We'll have the elements up here if you'd like to come get some throughout the night. There's going to be some leaders around the room in the back and on the sides that if you want any prayer, they would love to pray with you. And we're just going to hang out here a little bit to just worship and just be refreshed by his living presence. Feel free to spread out. Feel free to lay down, jump up, raise your hand, sit there, whatever you want to do. But we pray from this place moving forward that you would know that you belong to him. And I pray through this next song especially. It might be new to some of you. You might not know it. But there's power on it because it's all about declaring that we belong to him. Bless you in Jesus' name.
Bible says that the enemy roars like a lion. That doesn't mean he's a lion. We say Jesus is the lion. So if there's any lies that the enemy's been speaking over you, I just ask you to give those up to Jesus right now. We're going to sing this chorus one last time. Because the enemy cannot take what I have, change who I am, I belong to you. Just the voices. Because the enemy cannot take what I have, change who I am, I belong to you. Thank you, God.
Thank you, Father, that we will not be ashamed, we will not be afraid to shout out and say whose we are. And I thank you, God, that you are our Abba, that you are our Father, and that we belong to you. And I pray that the truth of that reality will set us free from lies that have tried to make us think that we're something that we're not, tried to make us think that we're failures or mistakes, but I thank you that we're your kids that we're your warriors, that you've sent us and chosen us. And I pray that when those moments come and when we're sad and when we're down and when we're afraid and we feel alone, we will not look to what the world says or what other people say, but we will look to what our Father says. We will remember whose we are and we remember the one that sent us, that chose us to be alive in this life and in this world. You know, I once heard a story that there was this little girl who was so afraid to jump in the pool as a toddler, but her dad would hold out with his arms open and say, trust me and trust me, but she was afraid and she was afraid. But one day she remembered just how much her, her dad loved her and she jumped in that water and her dad caught her. And every time, guys, when there's fears and when we're afraid, we can ask ourselves, are we listening and partnering with the father of lies? Or are we listening and partnering with the Father of truth who has his arms open 
and he's ready to catch us. And when we jump and we leap and he catches us, it just confirms and confirms and shows us that he loves us because he loves us and because he loves us. So Father, I just pray for my friends and my family tonight as they leave this place and eat some good pizza and have some great conversations, that they would go home and rest in your love. And just as the, ba the band sang, how he loves, let us come back to that place of love and remember that you love us because you love us because you love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for coming out to our first encounter night, for being radical with us and checking us out on a Thursday. But there's two special people here tonight that I couldn't let the night go on without saying something about. And uh, if you need a little motivation to come to Fall Retreat, two of, our, we, two of our main speakers and worship leaders happen to be here tonight. One, the one and only Kyle Howard back there on the electric. He will be leading worship, but wait, wait, wait. For the first time, yes, the first time, he will be speaking and giving a message, a very powerful message on identity and actually who the Father is to him and how the Father has fathered him and helped him become the amazing man and soon-to-be husband that he is and going to be. And there's a couple other people we're going to bring, but then on Saturday night, our main speaker, and Saturday night is kind of, uh, man, just crazy stuff happens on Saturday night. But the one and only Clay Harrington in the back. I've been asking the guy for three years. Last year, Fall Retreat ended. I literally asked him the next day. He got the clearance from his wife. Baby girl, he calls her. True story. <laughs> and uh, it's actually, isn't it, is your anniversary weekend or something? Is, I don't know. You, he, he, got, he had plans. He got rid of them so he could come with, with Regina's approval. Came, is coming to Fall Retreat. And I know God just going to use him to light it up. But Clay, if you're willing, can you just come up here for a second? No, no, real, no, please. Because Clay's actually a father. And I just felt like as we were supposed to end, Clay, Clay just walked in. He was teaching a class. He's our evangelism pastor here. He preaches on the weekends. And he's an older brother and a dear friend to me. But Clay, as we're looking at, we looked at whose we are. And I just feel like, you know, he's a dad of two sets of twins. So when you pray for a double blessing, you know, be ready for what you're praying for, right? <laughs> Two sets of twins. And, man, I just love, like, seeing the Father's heart in him for his kids and for so many others. But I don't know, man. Would there be just anything you'd want to share, just even just close us out in a Father's blessing? Thanks, man. So everybody stand up. This, uh, I, I don't know how long you've been going at it. I, don't, I have no idea that the... the the tenor of the night right now, but what I, what I do sense is the Father saying is just, just get in a space right now where you can just focus on Him, because it's all about Him anyway, right? You want to focus on Him? And I, I, I sense I hear the Father saying, I love you. made you perfectly, I made you fiercely, I made you fearfully, 
made you wonderful because you are not. I cannot love you any more than I love you right now. No matter what you do in the future, no matter what you don't do in the future, I can never love you any more than I love you right now. You are permanently in a place of grace. You are permanently in a place of favor. You are permanently in a place of my everlasting, overwhelming, unflinching love. And I want you to receive that. I just want you to receive that. I believe that there's some people here who have problems receiving that. And I believe that there's some barriers falling right now for you to receive that. Or almost in a different way. So may the, the barriers of negative self-talk fall. May the barriers of self-hatred fall. Perfect love is in the building. Perfect love is in the building. So may the barriers of confusion fall. May the barriers of being unsure if they're worthy of your love fall. Those are lies. Lies that keep you guessing and lies that keep you second guessing and whether or not you're worthy for his love or worthy to receive his love. May all those barriers fall. And I believe right now there's some people transitioning from a place of existing to the place of living. I believe there's so many people that go uh, on and on existing, just being, just existing. But God said, I have life and I want to give you life to the full. And in order to receive that life to the full, all you got to do is just receive his love so you can become love. So all the barriers of fear cast you out because perfect love is here. The barriers of what if I can sense fall in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Keep loving on your sons and daughters and may they know that they know that they know that they know that when they leave here, that it's just not a, this is just not a time in, 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 their, in their life where they can feel close to you just now, but they can feel close to you on campus. They can feel close to you in the, in the class. They can feel close to you when they're with their friends who are unsaved. They can feel close to you because they know that they're loved and they don't have to try to fit in anymore. They don't have to try to make people like them or buy people's attention because they know they have your attention. They know that they have your love and they can operate from that place. They can operate from a place of confidence. They can operate as a salt and light to U of I campus, to Parkwood, to wherever they are. So I leave you with that. I leave you with knowing that 
humble love machine in which you can receive that everlasting love and that will radically change you from the inside out. It will radically change you to operate and have your being in a much different way. You don't have to care what other people think. All you have to know is what he thinks of you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. I say, Lord, have your way even more. And just continue to pour out your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. If you're in a place where you want to just continue to receive, then God's doing something awesome. Otherwise, I'm going to hand the mic over to my boy, Rod, so he can close it out. Thanks, Clay. Love you, man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. I see the pizza man has arrived. Um, so we are going to, as Clay said, if you're in a place where you just want some prayer to hang out, uh, there's going to be some music on. People will be here. But pizza is here, and my lovely wife is out there. You can sign up tonight for fall retreat. Um, please take a leap. Last year, 83 came, people came. Someone told me this year is going to be close to 100. So uh, we want you to enjoy. Break, come on this journey with us. Also, live t-shirts are out there. Grab yours if you want one. But most of all, just know that you're loved. Know that you're family. And uh, hope you join us Saturday on the quad. And most of all, next week at small groups or back at the Ark for a live. Have a great, great night. And thank you so much for coming out. You are dismissed if you want to be here.